I ended up being on top of Pauline. And like, so her face is here, I'm here, and I'm like looking directly at her. Like kind of pinning me down. Yeah. And you know, like in the movies where somehow two people end up getting on top of each other and there's like this intense moment where they're like staring in each other's eyes. Yeah, it's like the video, one camera's panning this way and another one's panning this way. And then <laughs> the movie wants you to think that something's about to go down between them. That's not just Hollywood, y'all. That's how we felt. Like, for like three seconds, there was a moment in time where time Am froze. I gonna do it? Am I gonna kiss her? What's up, fam? Welcome back to the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the word with the... Wheeler. Hey, so we are so excited to have y'all in. We are still in our story time series, and today we're talking about... The scariest moment that threatens our purity. In dating. Yeah, so wow. we're dating. Threaten our purity, what does that even mean? Y'all about to find out. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, so um, for those of you, if you're new here, welcome. But just a little catch up. So we met in college, um, the tail end of college. I actually grew up in New England. So my parents still lived there. Um, and we were pretty intentional about getting to know each other's family while we were dating. There's some other videos about that. Um, how to get to know each other's family if you're out of state, whatever the case is, long distance. So uh, one trip while we were dating. The first trip, actually. The first official trip um, when we went to just go visit my parents. And, and I stayed at their house. Tim stayed in a hotel. And um, now, now let me just jump in here real quick yeah. and explain why I did that. Because I was going back and forth with my myself like okay because Pauline's parents were very nice they were like you can stay with us yeah. like you can stay in the basement uh, I think your brother was dating somebody at the time and like he was like his girlfriend would stay so like they were kind of used to that right um and like it's very nice of them and like nothing necessarily was wrong with that so I was I also I was in college so I was trying to save money yeah <laughs> Um, but I remember talking to my mentor and this is why it's so good to use wise counsel yeah in your life because you really want to make sure you have people to talk things out with because they know things or they can see things before you can see it hopefully yeah and luckily your mentor that specific one he had was in a similar situation where when him and his wife were dating her family lived out of state too so he had traveled to see her family. he had done basically what we were trying to do right and he said he would recommend i stay in a hotel and I was like, ah, I don't got the money for it, yada, yada. But I... I had this free option. Yeah. yeah. I submitted, I listened to him. And thankfully, he ended up sending me money to pay for the hotel. So make sure you get a mentor. Don't just get a mentor who will tell you what to do. Get a mentor that yeah, will help you, you know, do it. Not. That job was fire. So thank you, Lord. And eh, mentor. So that's why I decided to stay in a hotel. But during the day, I would hang out with Pauline's family. We would do things outside the house. But... Moments where we were yeah. chilling, I'll be at the house because all the family was there. Right. right. And also, like, context about our relationship at this point. So we had been dating, um, what, like, nine, eight or nine months at that time. We had already stopped kissing. So if you haven't heard that story, make sure you listen to that story, that episode of the Storytime series. Um, but we had already stopped kissing. Our boundaries were pretty, like strict at that point and when we had stopped kissing we stopped like we weren't kind of like going back and forth with it we would hold hands and like stuff like that of course but like you know so that's where we were in our in our relationships we had been so this was august so i guess we had stopped kissing around like 
oh was it was it? like two months two or three months something like that um so we had been going strong with that um and not kissing so that's why maybe we felt a little bit comfortable but we also had this boundary in our relationship where we were not hanging out in either um at his mom's house or my apartment by ourselves so either like my roommates or one of my roommates had to be home or his mom or his brother had to be there and that didn't happen too often because you know people are busy <laughs> um didn't have time to chaperone us so we didn't really hang out alone um that much and we weren't really used to it, it wasn't like familiar territory for us and environment is so 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 important because like we knew how to be in the car and be in public and like you know in a way where it was natural and we would have fun and still um respect boundaries but we weren't really used to being alone in a house not yeah. alone but being just like hanging out in a, in a couch by yeah. ourselves and just to go back to what my mentor said because i we didn't say it but the reason he said i should stay in a hotel is because he said when you travel, the enemy will throw even more things at you because yeah. you're in a new environment. Yeah. You don't have the safety rails up that you have at yeah. home. You're so you're easier to get thrown off because like Pauline said, you're vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. It's like being, it's kind of like when you're in your own home, you're, um, you know where everything is. Probably like if you're walking in the dark, you can find the light switch easier. But if you're in a new environment, you're like, everything is foreign. You don't know what's going on. You're easier, like somewhere to pop up and, you know, like hit you over the head. <laughs> it would be easier to do in a new environment or it's kind of like home field advantage versus like visitor if you're a sports person. But anyway, so everybody was kind of like having resting time. Like we had pretty much like jam packed like two or three days where we go into the city and just do different things. And like we went out to dinner with my parents, just different things. But like, you know, of course there was like some rest time and everybody's rest times at the house except for Tim because he was, you know, sitting at the hotel. So he would come back during the day. And what the rhythm we were pretty much at was like in the mornings, I would wake up and text him and then like go pick him up and bring him to the house and then we, we would do whatever we had planned for that day and then when everything was over or like 10 or 11 o'clock I would drop him back off at the hotel. So this was like during the daytime in between some type of activities when we were in my parents basement and of course like you know my parents have a, a decent sized house and like this was the basement that like my brother and I would hang out with our friends when we were growing up. TV, couch, like games stuff down there. So we were like hanging out down there probably because like we there's we didn't want to watch whatever my dad was watching upstairs i don't know but again we're like not used to hanging out on a couch together by ourselves i don't know if we were watching tv or like i don't even know yeah but we probably felt pretty comfortable because like, okay we're not kissing like whatever this is good and, like thank god we're not because we'll tell you know watch those stories too that story time episode two where we talk more about like our journey of kissing and all was involved in that but like that would have been very bad if we had all that time opportunity. So, um, you know, we're watching TV, joking around, whatever. And the next thing you know, we're, like, tickling each other and, like, wrestling. And my parents have a big basement, like, sectional, whatever. And there's, um, you know, like, space, obviously, like, between the sectional in front of the couch. So, like, we're, like, wrestling on there. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, like, how did this kind of, like, happen? Like, things escalate quickly, y'all, when you're, like, by yourself um, by yourselves or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of you have been there where you're like, one minute we were fine and the next we weren't. And I don't, it just kind of happened. Yeah. And that was the crazy part. Like Pauline said, I don't even know how we started wrestling. That's not like, that was the only time we ever did. Yeah, That's not, we, normal even now we don't really wrestle. Like what the heck? I don't know what we were doing. Um, but it got to a point where I ended up being on top of Pauline 
And like, so her face is here, I'm here, and I'm like looking directly at her. Like kind of pinning me down. Yeah. And you know, like in the movies where somehow two people end up getting on top of each other and there's like this intense moment where they're like staring in each other's eyes. Yeah, it's like the video, one camera's panning this way and another one's panning this and way. And then <laughs> the movie wants you to think that something's about to go down between them. That's not just Hollywood, y'all. I thought that that's how we felt. Like... For like three seconds, there was a moment in time where time Am froze. I gonna do it? Am I gonna kiss her? And we were just staring at each other. And praise God, we had some Jesus in us because if we didn't, it would have went down. Like it's just the momentum was there, the freedom was there. Like we we could have gone somewhere we didn't want to go, but thankfully we didn't. But we were scared. We were like, "Yo, we've never been that close to even getting in that type of situation." So we hopped off each other, and. We came to our senses, and it was just like, wow, like, we don't want to put ourselves in that situation again, right. where we feel like we're that close to crossing right. a line yeah. that we didn't want to cross. Yeah, because my, also, like, you know, because technically, so, because even when we share with people, like, oh, we have a boundary of not being in the house alone together, people are like, how do you do that? Like, I live by myself, and we were younger, so it's easier, or there's more, people, you know, tend to not live alone, like, the younger you are. But I think, you know, like, technically we were still within our boundaries. My parents were home, so it's not like they were, you know, we were, we, that was the, like, red flag number one was like, okay, we had crossed one boundary. So we technically, you know, were within that boundary. Um, but it's about, it's, I would even say we should have maybe taken it a step further. Like, if we were in that environment all the time, it would have to be like, hey, we're not in a room by ourselves. It's not just that somebody's home. Because the whole idea of, like, somebody being homeless, like, okay, well, if you start to do something, like, somebody could walk in on you and, like, have that fear over you. But, I mean, my parents are very chill. Like, again, I mean, I, there's a lot. The time, the way that we did our relationship or we, we dated was very new for them. So they, they didn't really have that standard of, like, okay, like, we're trying to prevent you all from doing X, Y, and Z. It was just more like, oh, we're trying to give you space and respect you, your adults, like that type of thing, um, which is great. But I think like you know this whole this whole story really kind of emphasizes how important environment is. Yeah, because some people could watch this and be like, well, y'all couldn't have self control. That wouldn't be me. Like me and my partner be fine. And like if that's you, good for you. But our whole point of this video is just you being honest with yourself and knowing yourself like if you've had a past especially a sexual past you probably need more boundaries more guardrails to keep you from getting to a place where your body knows how to operate yeah and i think it kind of goes down to just like the power of your environment so if you think about it if you are in school and you are studying for a big exam you're not going to go to a concert <laughs> to study right because it's loud in there it's dark there's people like you're going to go to an environment that's conducive to studying you're going to go to a library you're going to go to a quiet room by yourself at the desk you know somewhere where you can focus and i think the same thing goes for you know your relationship and if you're trying to be pure and if you're trying to avoid sex and, and sexual temptation and not just the act of like sexual intercourse but you're trying to avoid sexual morality in general you're trying to avoid lust you're trying to avoid bringing your mind to a place where you are sinning against the bible says against yourself you know you have to avoid environments that put you in that that's why porn and like certain um media and shows and things like that are not good for you because it's putting you in an environment that is leading you towards temptation and i think that like i mean and even looking back i would probably like i said if we were in 
environments like that all the time. Like if we were to date now, if we were both living by ourselves or whatever, I would probably have to, we'd probably have to increase that boundary to not be alone at all. Like anytime you're in my apartment, it has to be like with friends or like, you know, we're not in a, in a room by ourselves unless it's like a public room. Um, and then we wouldn't be, I guess it wouldn't be alone at that point either. But I think just like kind of knowing, not just even yourself, but just knowing how the enemy works and know how he attacks you, how he attacks Christians in general. Because that's the thing is like, I think when we get to a place of like pride and arrogance, or we're like, and I think that was one of our downfalls. was like, oh, we can handle this. Like, There's a lot of prideful Christians out here that have got that stance. Yeah, like I, I can handle this. Like, I haven't had sex in X amount of time or like I'm different now and you are different and like that is true that's what the Bible says like you're a new creation but that means that you don't go and you don't do things that you used to do before you were made new um and I think we all kind of had that stand especially I remember when I first got saved it was like oh I can handle this type of music or I can handle this or I can handle that and it's like those things are literally tearing you down like if you are a bodybuilder you don't say oh I can handle these Cheetos it's not about you and what you can handle it's about what the thing is doing and how it's taking you away from your goal and taking you away from where you want to be right it's not about your strength and your ability to handle things and again i think that, that it is pride when you are inflating your sense of self and it's knowing like i can't but god can and god's ways are better than my ways and it's not about me believing in in my ability to kind of muscle this up or be pure in my own strength it's about me trusting god it's not about what i think it's best it's about you know what he thinks is best what he knows is best so i think that was like one of the mistakes you know we made because if we were smart enough in that situation we would say like okay like no let's just stay upstairs and watch whatever my dad is watching even if we don't want to watch it because i'd rather watch some old war movie than you know be downstairs and like kind of undo all the work that we had done the past two three months of us like you know stopping kissing and like renewing our minds and all those things so that would have been pretty sad and mad because yeah. then also that can start a, a whole thing with the enemy telling you like oh well you already you already kissed once you might as well just you know you already you can't do it you know you at least you tried like you know and that would have changed yeah. everything now we kind of flew through the story i want to go back real quick yeah when I was on top of you, oh my gosh, <laughs> it sounds so much. Uh, it was what? What were you thinking? I'm just like, oh gosh, and I think it's interesting. Because Did you want me to kiss you? I don't remember <laughs> thinking that flesh, that. boy. I think I was thinking more of like, what is he gonna do? And I think that it was more of like, honestly, a, a proven moment of like your leadership, because I think a lot of times, like guys so easily kind of succumb to their environment and it's like oh well this opportunity was in front of me so of course i took it i'm a guy what can you expect i have needs like you know i'm only human and like those things are true but again you're talking i i i i i me 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 pride 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 but i think like it would have been a trying moment i've like had conversations with women about this before about like okay you know it seems like every time we're in this situation we end up doing this and it's like okay you're both you're both at fault here you're both kind of like playing your own part of it but also like kind of how many one time it's a mistake two times three times it's a habit you know like how are you you need to start taking ownership over this and like it's not a matter of the girl 
blaming the guy saying you're a bad leader a lot of times women can kind of blame the guy and say like okay well every time this happens you know he lets this happen he lets it happen he lets it happen and yes and no um i think that like you need to if you're noticing that you have the opportunity to kind of take control and say like okay i see that you can't handle this i'm gonna withdraw i'm not gonna be in your apartment by myself i'm not gonna let you come over my apartment unless we have a chaperone um or whatever the case is or you can just flat out say i see that you can't handle this we've tried this three four or five times and you are not strong i mean you wouldn't say this to him because it's mean but in your thought it's like man this is not something that he is strong enough to handle. Would that make you consider ending a relationship? Would that be a red flag? Absolutely, because it is, it's, it's, it's something that's really important. Like self control is the fruit of the spirit, and you need to know that you know the person that you're with. It's one thing to, like I said, it's one thing to make a mistake one time and say, okay, I made a mistake, or I didn't know, like that this was going to happen and now I know like for us in that situation if we had continually been in situations like that and um we can kept ended up wrestling and stuff like that that's kind of showing me that you're like pursuing that opportunity because you know what's going to happen you've done you've been there before versus your first time you don't know what's going to happen we could have been on the couch together and we fell asleep and it's like oh whatever like that's not an issue for us um but other times it's like you're now you're kind of like seeking it out like why aren't you avoiding those situations if you know what's going to happen like history repeats itself so if you find that in your relationship where you know the sexual immorality is keep coming up and it, so it seems like something you guys really just can't shake let me tell you right now marriage will not solve it you rushing and getting married is not going to make lust go away or and a lot of times <sighs> Guys in that situation, they are struggling with porn or they're struggling with some, they're feeding, they're feeding that desire in another way. So if your boyfriend is like telling you with his mouth, I, I don't want to keep falling into sympathy in this way, but I can't help it or this, 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 that, you have to ask yourself why. And if he's not asking himself why, then there's really not much you can do because at the end of the day, it's his life, it's his body, it's his purity. And I wouldn't want to tether myself to somebody who's not seeking health, like, wholly in that way um, because then that becomes your issue and porn and sexual malady and things like that don't go away yeah. in marriage. And this isn't just a men issue, too. Like, yeah. fellas, if you're dating somebody... And you realize that you keep getting tempted or they keep putting you in situations where you are constantly having to make those decisions. Because in dating, you both should be trying to keep each other away right. from the sin. You keep each other away from the temptation. Yeah. But if, if one of you is constantly putting the other person in a weird situation or a compromising situation where the temptation is there... That's a problem. Like, why? Why are you doing this? You know, we're trying, trying to say me. I'm saying Jezebel. That's um. That's like that's not love either. It's not even me and good friend. Like, if your friend tells you, "Hey, I'm allergic to peanut butter," and then you keep bringing them peanut butter sandwiches, like, what type of friend is that? You're trying to kill them. Like, that's not that's not kind. And even like when we were dating, um, I like I'm not gonna say I'm a, a touch person, but like. I think because we weren't kissing, we tried other ways to, like, connect, and we would hold hands, honestly, a lot more than we do now, and I would, like, touch your leg and stuff when we were driving, or even if I would, like, touch your arm and, like, rub his, um, like, rub his hand like this, which, that's not, like, anything super wild, but even, like, touching, like, you told me, like, hey, like, you gotta, 
you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay, like. Yeah, and that, honestly, like, let's go back to that place because, like, that was tough for you. It was. Like, she did not like me telling her no, like, don't do this because she already felt like she was giving up so much by not kissing. And in a way, she was, but at the end of the day, we're not married. And the Bible says when you're married, yes, uh, my body is hers, but we're not married yet. So the, this body does not belong to you. This is Jesus' body. Like, you got to let me be able to keep myself uh, right. together. And, like, for me, for some guys, like, that little touch may not do nothing. But for me, that made me want to go from zero to 100 real quick. You understand what I'm saying? So that is something that you definitely want to be mindful of. Don't be tempting each other. Don't put each other in yeah. bad situations. Ladies, if he tells you when you wear stuff like that, it's too much, like, believe him. Right. And I think it's hard because, I mean, the Bible says, like, like not to be a stumbling block to your brothers. But I think, like... Fellas, you know, don't wear those sweatpants either. So I just had to make sure it's not... It's, we equal, equal opportunity, opportunity offenders, yes. Um, but yeah, I think it is... A, it, it's really important not to push each other's buttons. But if they do push your buttons, I think that that's a red flag as well because when you get married, you're your job is to protect and cover your spouse sexually of course but also in other areas too like if i tell you not to tell you know that embarrassing story but you do it anyway like that's gonna make me feel like you're not on my side and you're not protecting me and covering me like your spouse knows the most intimate parts of you and it's their, their job to protect you to pray over you to cover you and if you're dating somebody and they're learning and getting glimpses of those red buttons and you know your your do not go zones or whatever the case is and they're like oh i know how to control him i know how to get him to his knees because i used to be a girl like that before i was saved as well where i was like oh i have this like power over guys and i know that i have something that they want and like kind of using that like to get what I wanted, that's manipulation. Like that's not, that's deception. Like that's not love um, at all. So I think that if you are in that, you know, in that place where like, you know, we, like I said, we, cause this all started to ask me, oh, what did I think when you were like standing over me or whatever? And I thought like, okay, this is kind of like gonna be a tell all, a, a, a defining moment of like what type of man you are and like what type of Christian you are, but just what type of man you are in general. Like we said that we weren't going to kiss anymore. You have an opportunity to go back on that. Will you do it or will you not? And like we already had gone down that road of kissing and we knew where it led us. I think it would have been different for a couple who had never kissed before and they were like, oh, well, I'm just curious. Like what's going to really happen? Like, okay, like now you know. But, like, for us, we had already gotten back. Because I also think if we had started at that time, it could have turned into this whole, like, well, we just keep yo-yoing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I don't know that the Lord would have used us in the way that he did because we would have been too distracted by sin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this was so good. So many different gems put in here. One of the things we just want to leave you with is making sure that you're not thinking too highly of yourself you're yeah. not too confident in yourself because anybody can get god <laughs> anybody can get god so just be mindful of the positions you're putting yourself in when you are dating because we know a lot of singles listen to this podcast as well you may not even be in this situation but remember this remember this podcast save this podcast whatever yeah. you need to do so that when you are dating and you may have an opportunity or you need to travel or whatever, like make sure you know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing before you go. Like have boundaries established before the trip. Yeah. Like write it down. Like this is what we're not going to do. This is what we're not going to be. 
Yeah. We have talked about this in other episodes, like vacations and like very similar. You're in a new environment because some people are like, oh, why can't we do this? I want to go on vacation with my significant other. And it's like, well, you can do that when you get married. And it's just the risks are much lower. But at the end of the day, like you said, like the environment is so big. And I think that, you know, you have an opportunity to protect and guard and choose the type of environments that you're going to be in um before you ever get there and just know it like you said in advance you know kind of what you will do and what you won't because deciding in the moment if we had it's our, too late yep if we hadn't set that boundary like it would have been a wrap and like that's what happens if we're honest like when i remember when i was not in christ and i was like honestly seeking out opportunities like that it's like that's that's how you end up there like you get what you look for yeah because once you're in the in the moment, it's hard to stop. Yeah. It's like a train. But that's what you have to think is like, some, to your point of like, don't be too prideful. Like, I think people, yes, God is the most powerful being in the world and the Holy Spirit is God and he helps you. But also like, you have to put yourself in a position to hear from the Holy Spirit and to allow him to be in control. You give him control. He's not going to like force himself on you. So if you put yourself in an environment where you're like, all right, Holy Spirit, come along, but be quiet and don't say anything and I'm going to drown you out. And it's like, well, how well are you going to be able to hear him? And like we said back to that example of like, if you're in an environment where you're studying, you know, what you're going to choose, it's the same thing. If you want the Holy Spirit to guide your everyday decisions, your relationship, make sure you're in an environment where you can hear him clearer. Your flesh is really, really strong and you're honestly feeding it more than you are your spirit just by living in the world. We have to really fight to stay, um, you know, to keep God at the center and to keep his voice the loudest. So if you recognize your vulnerabilities, like you'll be, you'll be stronger, but also just know that you are going to be tempted. Like you are, it's not, you, there's no way to avoid it. So don't, I think some people are like, oh, we'll be fine. We're both Christians. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Don't mean nothing. <laughs> so this has been another episode of the W Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We hope it was something that was informative. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.